You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This is the Greg Bedard Patriots Podcast with Nick Cavins. All right, this is the game, right? At least the first of the two games we circled on the calendar, knowing that if this division was going to be tight, it was going to likely come down to these two games against the Bills. The first one is going to be this Monday night. Before we get into the details with Greg, just to set this one up, of course, the Patriots 8-4, and four, Bills are 7-4. and four. If you're wondering how Buffalo has played at home, they're 3-2. and two. Those three wins have come against uh, Washington, Houston, and Miami. The two losses, Pittsburgh in Week 1, Indianapolis two weeks ago and Greg what is fascinating about this matchup in the big picture is really how close these teams are when you talk about level of competition and where they stand the Bills they have the weakest strength of schedule in the AFC they have the second weakest strength of victory in the AFC if you're wondering Indianapolis has the weakest strength of victory But then when you look at the Patriots, the Patriots have the third weakest strength of schedule in the AFC, and they have the fourth weakest strength of victory in the conference. So both of these teams are seen as in that top tier in the AFC, but you could argue they haven't really been challenged as much as you might think, or you could argue that the AFC is just really one big cluster. When you look at this game, Greg, you know, the Patriots – they're looking to take back that uh, you know sweep from last year. How do you look at this one in the big picture to start off? Well, I think you're very right, Nick, to bring up sort of the level of competition for both teams. I mean, I think it's pretty similar. And to me, that puts me into the camp where I don't really know what to expect from either team. I mean, you can look at all the stats. The advanced analytics are the same way. Uh, the Patriots and the, the Bills rank very high in offense and defense, but are they just sort of paper champions at this point? I I have no clue, and, and I don't think anybody does, and so that's why they're going to play twice in the next four weeks, and, and we'll be able to see for ourselves. Uh, I've always been more of a uh, show-me type of guy, like yep. show me that you're good, yep. uh, than just – Hey, they did this against this team or what? I, I I don't like to play those games. I just like to play it out on the field. I mean, I, I have certain thoughts about this game and this matchup, which I'm sure we'll get into. But um, if you're the Patriots, you couldn't ask for a better opportunity, especially after the way you started this season, to be basically even at this point uh, with – what uh, five games to play? Five, six games to play. I think Buffalo has six. Yep. 
uh, you couldn't ask for anything more. And, and this is when we thought we talked all year. We on this if you listen to this pod from the very beginning, probably since the offseason, we said the Patriots are likely going to start out very slow. This is what happens when you add a bunch of new people. The question is, will they still be above water when it comes to nut cutting time? And we have our answer on that. They are, they have been, they have their heads above water more than that. Uh, they have basically everything in in their control from the top seed in the conference to uh, just about anything else. And Anything could really happen. I mean, if if the you know if the Patriots lose this week, all right, then maybe the division's a little bit tougher. Uh, so you know you're looking at different roads. But I think we're at this point we know we're looking at a playoff team unless the bottom falls out. And I think this is a great sort of home at home here where we get to find out exactly how good not only the Patriots are. But the Bills are, because I still think there should be a lot of questions about both teams, not just the Patriots, uh, but also the Bills. And I, I can't wait for Monday night. I'm excited to be there. It's my first road trip uh, to a game since COVID happened. Uh, so uh, I had this one circle on my calendar once things started to turn from the Patriots, and uh, I will be there. And uh, I'm excited, and I'm sure Bill's Mafia will open me, uh, uh, will wel- welcome me with open arms up there. <laughs> uh, I, I also booked security on my way there, so uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you look at this, uh, you know, we talked about the stretch, and there were kind of two stretches. If you wanted to include the four games with Tennessee, the two Bills games, and the Colts game. Uh, you could say it was like a six-game stretch, right? When you, or the seven-game stretch. You had the, the Chargers in the mix. You had the Browns in the mix. Uh, I don't think anybody was necessarily frightened by the Falcons. And I said at the beginning of this four-game stretch, you know, Tennessee, Buffalo twice, Indy, if you go two and two, you feel great. You know, that would leave you at nine and six to go against Jacksonville and Miami. There you go. Your fate is in your own hands, I believe. Uh, so they're in a good spot. I mean, if they could win Monday night, you're nine and four going into your bye. You have to feel great about that. So mm-hmm. uh, I do think this is a significant game. Captain Obvious just walking into the room. Of course, the Patriots want to get that sweep back. As I mentioned, they lost both games last year. I think all of us agree that if Cam Newton doesn't fumble at Buffalo, New England likely wins that game. But let's start with the quarterback because I, I think that is pivotal and I'm sure You believe that as well, Greg. The Buffalo Bills' Josh Allen had an MVP-like season last year. I think he's taken a step back, at least a half a step back this year. I don't know how you want to quantify that. I know you have not been a big Josh Allen guy. Uh, One of the storylines, of course, is going to be Allen versus Belichick, Greg. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that Belichick, no matter what he said at the podium this week, all the flowery words about Josh <laughs> Allen, and, and yeah. it wasn't like he was factually incorrect. I mean, the the improvement, it was sort of a backhanded compliment. Uh, and it's sort of the way, I think Bill and I see Josh Allen the same way, and we have all along, which was after his first two years in the league, we were like, holy hell. I mean, the Bills, all right, Bills didn't get the guy they tried. Go back into the draft, get another guy just in case. If he improves, great. If not, you know, what have you. Just don't do what the Jets did with Mark Sanchez, which was, you know, just put all your eggs in the Mark Sanchez basket. Uh, the, the Bills got a little bit lucky. Josh Allen did turn a corner last year, a huge corner. I mean, he, we have never seen, and Belichick basically said this, we've never seen improvement 
like Josh Allen has from his first two years to last year, and even to this year, continuing in this year, because he has been good. He has taken a step back. Uh, and that's even against the 30, I think the 32nd uh, offensive schedule that he's played. Yeah. So, yeah, he's been good, but he's also played the easiest schedule in the league. So, you know, his proving ground, and we talked about it with the Patriots, it was like, you know, we had that stretch where it was basically like, all right, this is the stretch to show us that you're a viable postseason contender. Now this is the stretch which shows us your ceiling. And uh, this is the, – the Bills have a, a killer schedule coming up. So even if the Patriots drop this game and say they, say they just – each team holds serve at home, that might be good enough for the division because the Bills have some killer games coming up on the schedule where the Patriots are largely by those. Uh, yeah. other than the the Colts and the Bills. Um, I think that Josh Allen is a guy who, look, I thought I thought he was, you know, headed more towards bum category after his first two years. You just can't be – you can't sustain being that inaccurate in this league. He turned a corner in that regard. He's gone to now the good category for me. He went there last year. I'm not an idiot. I've always respected the talent. You'd be a moron not to say that he is among, if not the most talented quarterback in the league. But to me, he's still he's in the Andrew Luck category for me at this point, which is he's good. Sometimes he can be really good. But to me, he's not elite because he makes too many critical mistakes in critical moments against critical teams. And just look last year at the playoffs. The Bills barely survived that divisional game against the Colts. The Colts if you watched uh, in-season hard knocks, they basically felt like, you know, they basically blew that game, that they should have had that game. Then they went back in there and destroyed Josh Allen and the Bills yep. a couple weeks ago. Yep. And uh, and in the AFC championship game, I thought Josh Allen peed down his leg again and cost the team. And we've seen that this year, first half against the Saints, who don't even have an offense. He was terrible in the first half on Thanksgiving. Rebounded in the second half, but – you know, going up against Trevor Simeon, anybody can do that. But I think Bill Bill knows how to play Josh Allen. You change up the looks. You, they have to be banking that he's going to throw them at least a couple balls in the game. And I'm sure Belichick is back there saying, like, are you going to catch those? He's going to throw balls to us. He's going to hang in the pocket too long. He's going to allow himself to be strip sacked. Are we going to take advantage of those opportunities or not? Because I think on the road – in, in the, the weather conditions that we will likely get on Monday night, the Patriots are going to need to do that. Yeah, the weather, it's going to be very windy. Uh, as far as the report goes now, of course, the old corny joke, if you don't like the weather, wait five minutes. But it, right now it's supposed to be very windy, wind chill of like 17, so it's going to be cold and windy. We'll get to who that might favor in a couple of minutes. Uh, a, a couple more notes offensively quickly about the Bills. You mentioned the turnovers, Greg. And, and by the way, I completely agree with you about Josh Allen as a quarterback. And if you look at one of the weaknesses for this offense for Buffalo is they turn the football over. And that has yep. to do with the quarterback. Allen has seven interceptions in his last four games. So he's going to chuck it up. You're going to have a chance. And, you know, Mr. Interception might come down with one or two on Monday night. Mm-hmm. Another weakness, and people might kind of be misled when you look at the numbers because they're rushing offense when you look at the numbers – statistically is really good. It's, it's pretty damn good. But a lot of that is Josh Allen. The running back production has not been consistent for this team all year long. Zach Moss has been in and out of the lineup. 
Uh, Devin Singletary has not been the guy they thought he would be. They brought in Matt Breida. He played a pretty good game a couple of weeks ago. But this run offense, if you contain, if you play disciplined football and you contain Josh Allen with his legs, Buffalo doesn't run the ball well. So I think that's a big weakness. Now, as far as strengths, to be fair to Buffalo and to kind of warn Patriots fans, what they do well, I'll give you three things. Number one, they're great on third down. They are the second best team in the NFL on third down offense. So I kind of go back to the Chargers game when I talked about first and second down. Yes, that's always crucial. But against the Chargers, it was even more so. And I think Monday night, even more so. You cannot allow the second best, you know, third down offense in the league to be looking at third and three or less. You just can't do it. They're going to move the chains. They're going to kill you. The second thing they do well, red zone offense. They're just on the outside of the top 10 in the red zone. Ryan Dayball, when they get in the red area, they usually cash in. The Pats, the old Ben don't break. They can't break in that red zone. And finally, chunk plays, Greg. They're sixth in the league in yards per play. So, you know, Stephon Diggs is a guy that can hurt you with the chunk play. Allen with his legs can get you 20 to 25. Emmanuel Sanders, every once in a while, can beat you downfield. We've seen Dawson Knox make a couple of catches downfield. You've got to limit their chunk plays. Nothing big. Nothing big. Make Allen beat you by being patient and dink and dunk and try to survive third and medium or third and long. I think that's the game plan for the Pats defense. Speaking of that Patriots defense, Kyle Duggar likely out due to COVID protocols. Greg, how's this impact the defense? Yeah, I mean, most weeks I would say it's not that big of a deal considering they play with, you know, three safeties and you can figure it out. But against this Bills team, I think it is a big deal if he is in, indeed out and he can't come back from COVID protocols. Because I, I went back and I looked at last year's games and how they played the Bills. And uh, look, Duggar didn't – I don't think he played at all in the first matchup. He was a rookie. He played, he played a lot in the second matchup. But really, the Patriots, due to the way the Bills play, and they are – the Bills are uh, – you know, they, they rely on their receivers, their tight end. They, they're not a big running game team. And they don't have a physically imposing – offensive line so that's the type of team that the Patriots traditionally would put a lot of defensive backs on the field they would go with a light box and play coverage and if you want to take the run take the run and last year the Patriots played a lot with two two safeties not just one two safeties at linebacker Adrian Phillips and Terrence Brooks who was uh, more of a special team safety at that point Um, Duggar has now ascended that role that that Brooks would have I fully expect that if he was healthy, we would see a lot of at least Duggar in the box, uh, if not with Adrian Phillips, to sort of Duggar's the guy that you look at if if you're going to combat the read option game of Josh Allen and his running, Duggar would be a perfect guy, you know, because he's bigger, he's stronger, he could take on Josh Allen and not bounce off of him. Right. And so to me, I think not having Kyle Duggar in this game hurts more than most games. And, but I will say it looks like Jamie Collins is coming back this week. His athleticism will certainly help in the box uh, against Josh Allen. Another guy who's probably, if you match them up, almost a perfect clone for Josh Allen, maybe a little bit shorter, but very similar in terms of uh, the athletes that they are. And so that makes it a little bit better, but I do think it's a, it's, it's a tough week to lose Kyle Duggar. All right, let's circle back to the weather again, windy, Wind chill of 17. Who does it favor? 
You know, <laughs> you know, you can make arguments on both sides. Um, I have to think it favors the Bills slightly in this game. I mean, just because we we don't know how Mac Jones plays in these weather conditions. I mean, not that I'm saying that, you know, that Josh Allen is Brett Favre or anything like that, <laughs> but, you know, he's got a big, strong arm. He can cut through wind. He's used to and it. And he, yeah, he can run the ball. He's used to it. Played in Wyoming. Now he's in Buffalo. I mean, you know, if if we're just going, if we think that last week for the Patriots gave us an indication of where Mac Jones is in cold weather, and I, I'm not saying it was. We don't know that. Like I said in the last pod, we don't have enough information. It could have been just a coincidence that he was a little bit higher on his throws in that game. Happens. Uh, but if that was an indication, then you have to think that the Bills at least have a more viable passing game. But then again, you look at it and you say, well, the Patriots in their running game. If it has to, if both teams have to go to running games to move the ball, obviously that pay, uh, favors the Patriots over the Bills, as you said before. Even though, you know, the Bills have a couple things going in their favor this week. They're getting John Feliciano. They're pretty good left guard. Uh, he he would step in for both. Bodiger, who's just awful at left guard, so he <laughs> helps. And then they also should getting be getting back their nose tackle, Star Latula Laley, or however you pronounce it. Um, he's coming back this week, or at least can be activated this week, and he makes their run defense much different uh, when he's out there. So to me, I give the edge to the Bills just because of the unknown Josh uh, um, uh, Allen. <laughs> no, Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Um, Mac Jones. Oh, uh, just because yeah. of the unknown Mac Jones factor. Uh, but who knows? Mac Jones could step out there and, you know, look like Johnny Unitas playing in the cold for crying out loud. It could be great. It, we have no idea uh, what Mac has in store for us. I'm excited to see. Again, this is, uh, this is a big litmus test for, for a lot of aspects of this Patriots team. All right, so one of the notes that you made as we got ready for this podcast was that the Bills are almost perfectly constructed to counter the Patriots, except for uh, four key swing spots. Now, we're going to get to those four spots. One of them is Josh Allen. So before I get to the other three, since we've already talked about Allen, do you have anything more to say about Josh Allen? Well, uh, no, but I'll just tell you this. why you know when I, when I watch Bill's film um, – I think, and Brandon Bean, the GM there, and Sean McDermott, the head coach, are no idiots. You know, they came from Carolina together in 2017. They knew exactly what division they were going into. They knew exactly who owned the division. And they knew that they were going to have to compete with the Patriots to do anything. And I think they've gone about constructing the team largely how I would if I was going to compete with the Patriots. And I, outside, and we'll get into those areas, but I think if you're going against the Patriots, the first thing you need is a dual-threat quarterback. The Patriots have always had trouble with those guys. Yep. You know, Deshaun Watson, Kyler Murray, you go through the list. The guys who are truly can make plays with their legs but are also very accurate uh, from the pocket when need be or on the run. Those guys give the Patriots a lot of problems. They do. And, and you know, Josh Allen, when he's at his best, he's almost the ideal guy that you would draw up. You would, you would draw up also multiple targets in the passing game where the Patriots can't key on one or two guys because if you do, you can get burned by other people. Um, I, I do like for this version of the Patriots and, and the Bills, I kind of like 
the Bills' run game. I think that the way they're situated, we talked about this after the Atlanta game, how I would do it is against this Patriots team, which likes to play a lot of zone, I'm spreading them the hell out, and I'm going almost gun-run, short-passes type of thing, almost like the K-gun, the old Bills K-gun offense. Now, we know that Bill Belichick sort of mastered the K-gun offense when he was a Giants defensive coordinator, but again, I think he had elite personnel on those Giants teams, and also, uh, you know, Jim Kelly was good, but he wasn't Josh Allen, and he wasn't mobile like Josh Allen. And then I think on the defense side of the ball, you just look at the different levels on this defense, and even without Tredavious White at cornerback, they have playmakers, they have they have fast guys, they have big guys up front, they have the type of athletes that allow you to compete with the Patriots, especially if they have their nose tackle out there. So to me, I look at the Bills and I'm like, you know, if everything goes right for them, they are, they're almost kryptonite to the Patriots. But that leads us into the, the, the swing areas because I don't think that they, they can always hit on all cylinders. Right. And so one of the uh, swing areas was Josh Allen, <clears throat> as I mentioned, we already talked about him. Too many turnovers. Uh, one of the uh, too many turnovers. One of the uh, other spots you mentioned is the head coach, Sean McDermott. Uh, why is McDermott the exception to how this team is built to beat the Patriots? Because I think you also to to, to compete against the Patriots, um, you know, you need to see down the road. You need to see the chess pieces. You need to you need to be calm. Uh, you need to be patient. And I just, a lot of times I do think McDermott is that way, but against the Patriots, he's not. He loses his stuff when he plays the Patriots. He just, <laughs> you could tell they're obsessed with beating the Patriots. And like when calls go against them, when, you know, the Patriots have success, he he gets out of himself. And, and as soon as that happens, and it will happen, and you'll notice it during the game, you'll see it on the TV. He will lose it at some point, and then it's advantage Patriots, and it's advantage Belichick, who just stays the course. Doesn't matter if they're down. Doesn't matter the call. He's staying the course, and and until McDermott changes, and it's hard for him because that's just who he is. He can be a fiery guy at times, and he wants this so badly. I mean, they, I, the the way he reacted to, especially the first victory over the Patriots last year. Oh yeah, let's when, throw a parade. It's parade time. Oh my let's god. Throw- when we all knew, we all knew that they were a Cam Newton fumble away from losing that game. <laughs> and then he comes after the game. He's like, yeah, we're going to really take a beat and enjoy this. And like, dude, what are you doing? You didn't win anything. You beat freaking Cam Newton. You know, he fumbled. Some some slappy defensive tackle happened to get his big meat hooks on the ball <laughs> and and cause the fumble. And other than that, you would have lost again with a, against a crappy Patriots team. At that home. was your shot at, at home. home. And uh, so that's just an example of how I just don't think McDermott totally gets it. And so to me, it's advantage Belichick. Another, another aspect that falls short for you is the offensive line of Buffalo. Yeah, they just haven't been able to get it right. And I think a lot of it is at center. I do not like – I've never liked Mitch Morris, the center, whether he's in Buffalo or Kansas City. He's just not athletic enough. He's not tough enough, in my opinion. Uh, I think Deion Dawkins is okay at left tackle. Right tackle has always been an issue for them. I don't think their guard – I just don't think their interior is good enough. And when you deal with the Patriots, 
and how they like to stunt and twist. You have to be very smart. You have to be tough, and you have to be athletic on the interior. And I just don't think the Bills are even close to to to, to being where they need to be in that area. Could be a big Christian Barmore night then. Uh, the, the last one, again, we've got McDermott, we've got Allen, we've got that offensive line. The last one that you note uh, is Tremaine Edwards, who is uh, their linebacker. Yeah, and actually I, I misspelled it. It's Edmonds. I yeah. always get him mixed up with somebody else. But, um, yeah, I mean – Everyone, he's he's a PFF darling. Everybody loves Edmonds. Um, I think that Bill Belichick would love to have Edmonds. He's he's his type of linebacker. He's like Brandon Spikes, but but a little bit faster. My problem with him is he gets he's he, they basically rely on him to be the Mike. Yes, they put Matt Milano next to him, who's smaller, more athletic, a more cerebral linebacker. So you would think that the pairing would work well, but I think that Edmonds gets sucked up into play action too much. We all know that that's the Patriots bread and butter, especially now that Mac Jones is in the pocket. You know, even last week uh, in play action, Mac Jones was perfect on all his play action passes. You can target him there. You would like to have a smarter uh, middle linebacker who, who, who can read his keys quicker and understand when play action is coming. And also to me, he's a liability in coverage. He's too slow. They, they're they're not afraid to. They'll let him be there one on one with a running back, and I think it's it's very dangerous. And he usually against the Patriots gives up one or two big plays a game, and so to me, he's one of those guys that the Patriots look at on the Bills defense to say we're going to target him, we're going to have specialty plays for him because we know the Bills sort of do what they do. This would be an offshoot of things I don't love about the Bills is that with Leslie Frazier as their defensive corner, yeah, he's a little bit multiple, but largely they do what they do, and they play a lot of zone. They don't play a ton of man-to-man. They don't normally travel Tredavious White when he's healthy. And, you know, you know what you're going to get out of Edmonds, so the Patriots can target him, and they will. So that that's the final area where I don't love the Bills and how they match up with the Patriots. I'm glad you corrected the record because it didn't look like it didn't look right to me, but my brain is mush with this cross country move. I'm glad you mentioned it's Edmonds. Uh, a couple of notes on this defense. Uh, when you look at the numbers, the way we started this podcast out today was talking about the schedule and how you don't really know. And, and Greg mentioned you can look analytically, you can look statistically, but you don't really know how good. Uh, you know, either side of the football truly is in Buffalo. When you look at the numbers, uh, they have been spectacular on defense. They, they're just in the top 10 all over the place. I do think once you start to see so many ones, twos, and threes next to the category as far as ranking in the NFL, no matter who you play, that means you got a good defense. So I think Buffalo's got a good defense. I don't know if they're as great as their numbers tell you, but they have been so good defensively against this week's schedule that you have to give them at least some just do. So I think they're a good defense. You know, they're fourth on third down. They're top 10 in red zone defense. They are also number two in takeaways. So Mac Jones and company has to take care of the football, and I think that's a critical point that Bill Belichick has made in the past week or two. He's talked about how this season has swung around, and one of the things is ball security. You know, they're forcing turnovers, and they're taking care of the football. Their plus-minus has just swung completely in the opposite direction since that, you know, tough start. The other thing about Buffalo is that they're number one in pressures in, in pressure percentage when you look across the NFL. So they are going to go after Mac Jones here and there. Mm-hmm. How do the Patriots deal with that? How does the offensive line deal with that? 
It's a big question. Can the Patriots run the football effectively to take some of that heat away? All questions. Uh, Their weaknesses, though, you mentioned this a couple of times. Tredavious White is out. I do think that affects their defense. I do think that makes their defense weaker than it is without with him because he's just really good. And we talked about their run defense. It's been inconsistent, to say the least. The one last thing I would say before we get to the game pick, they lack discipline. And when you talk about Sean McDermott and how he handles things at times, kind of creeps itself into the team. And what I mean by that is when you look at them, they're tied for fifth in most flags this year, tied for fifth in most penalties. They've got the 10th most penalty yards. So they will give up some plays and they will also shoot themselves in the foot. So that's really how you attack them. If you can run the football, you take advantage of the Allen mistakes that Greg and I mentioned earlier, you limit him and his ability to extend plays and run around and and use his legs to pick up first downs. You keep them to medium on third down. And then you kind of just let them do what they do, which is shoot themselves in the foot, make some key mistakes and open the door for you. Uh, The bills right now, by the line you gave me, of course, this changes depending on where you look. Some might have them as three-point favorites. I saw the Pats as a plus three earlier or whatever. You have a two and a half. So let's take that line. Buffalo Bills laying two and a half at home Monday night against the Patriots. Greg, what is your pick? Yeah, well, I mean, this sort of goes to what I said before about, you know, we there's a lot of information that we don't have about these teams. We, we don't know how good they are. We don't yep. know how, how they fare in, in big games this year against, you know, apt opponents. I mean, even you look at the bills. Yeah. They beat the chiefs, but to me, it's about, it's about when you play teams, not, you know, who you, you know, who you're beating. It's, you know, when you beat them. And we all know that the bills beat the chiefs when they were completely scuffling. They didn't, you know, they've righted the ships. If they played the Chiefs this time, I'd probably like the Chiefs. And they got they um, 400 yards, by the way. So it's not like they the defense. Casey yeah. didn't score a lot. That was more to the red zone. Casey had 400 yards in total offense. So they did move the football against the Bills. Right. And, you know, we know that the Patriots early on in the season, they lost to the Bucks and the Cowboys, but played them well. But that was when they were two and four. It, it would be a different matchup now because they're a different team. Yep. And uh, but. So for that reason, in this first matchup, um, I'm going to revert back to just how I see the teams matching up. And, you know, like you said, there's there's so many X factors with the Bills. I think what you brought up about McDermott and how, you know, sometimes he loses control and that that leads his team to lose control. But I just think I think the Bills right now being at home in the weather on Monday night uh, with their ability to spread out the Patriots dink and dunk them josh allen's running ability and i think their ability we just you know to rush the passer uh i think they'll be able to stop the run if stars back not stop it but at least you know keep it keep the patriots honest uh i like the bills in this game um i think that uh, you know if this was at home for the patriots i'd probably pick the patriots but i just think in this first matchup i just think that the bills have a little bit more talent in key spots and the weather 20, you know, wind is supposed to be sustained at about over 20 miles an hour gust to up to 40. Uh, there's just too much unknown that I have with Mac Jones in these situations. So uh, while everybody knows, I don't love Josh Allen. I, I like the, I like the bills to hold serve at home and then for the Patriots to grab it back 
uh, back at Gillette. So I'm going – I don't have a score in the game, but I, I'm going to pick the Bills by 10 in this game. Uh, I I just like them. I think they're a little bit more talented uh, where they need to be against the Patriots. The 10 surprises me. Uh, look, I, I think – Going into this game, my my general feel is that it's going to be low scoring and tight. I, I just, I I don't I have to see Josh Allen against Bill Belichick when the Patriots have something to play for and they're playing good football and they've got some good pressure and and, and some good uh you know some good play up front. I need to see Allen do it consistently for four quarters mm-hmm. before I sit there and go, oh yeah, they're gonna they're gonna beat him by ten to fourteen points. I think it's going to be close. I do think we we have to see Mac Jones uh, in this kind of weather. I'm not worried about the situation. Uh, I think we said this going back towards like the beginning of the year when when people had questions, right? The question was about uh, Sunday night football against Tom Brady yep. and how was it going to do against the Dallas Cowboys in a in a 425 nationally televised dudes from Alabama. You know he's played a lot of big games. I don't think he gets Iron Bowl. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't get. Uh, how about that one last week? Uh, mm-hmm. He doesn't. Uh, he doesn't get shook, you know. So I'm not worried about if he's going to be out there all nervous, thinking Monday Night Football against Buffalo. But the weather thing is, I think, a legitimate question. We'll see how he handles it. I think the Patriots will have a game plan for that. I think you'll see what they usually do: a lot of short passing. I think you know, get the ball out quick of his hands because of the pressure rate I brought up earlier on the podcast. I think they want to run the football. I think they will be able to run the football. Uh, but home field advantage and, you know, that Buffalo crowd. And I, I just think it's, to me, it's really a coin toss. I think it's going to be a field goal game to six points. I will take Buffalo because, again, I, I'm not sure what we'll see from Mac in this, in this weather. <clears throat> and I, I want to see it to believe it. So I wouldn't be surprised if both quarterbacks weren't necessarily great in this game. And it was almost old school smash mouth and Buffalo wins by three points. I'll lean with the Bills. It's not a strong lean because Josh Allen at any moment can turn the football over twice, and that's the game. Yep. Uh, let's get to the uh, BostonSportsJournal.com member question of the day. Uh, BSJ, $39.99 on the annual plan. Top-notch analysis of all the Boston pro sports. Of course, if you're a Pats junkie and if you're listening to this, it's uh, most likely that you are. A membership at BSJ gives you access to a ton of, a ton of video analysis Bedard does on the coaches' film and direct access to him in weekly chats. Uh, whether it's general discussion or a pointed question, Greg, what do you want to address here? Uh, well, I mean, let's let's address um, Patrick Pendergast, uh, one of our members. Um, you know, we, I did a lot of analysis about the Patriots' run defense uh, against the Titans, and you know why they gave up 270 yards on the ground. Um, and basically, my conclusion was I wasn't overly concerned because I thought the Patriots made uh, – I wouldn't call them questionable. They, they definitely have a reason why they did it. But they went with lighter boxes. They had the linebackers play deeper than normal. It didn't They were not – put it to you this way. Despite it being Ryan Tannehill and no receivers, I, it was my conclusion that the Patriots were okay if they ran the ball. Um, normally you would think that, all right, well, Ryan Tannehill with no receivers, they're just going to, we're just going to stop the run. They won't be able to do anything. The Patriots did not take that tact. I, I don't, I don't know why, but basically Patrick was asking, why did they do that? If it was a choice and a lot of, if you look at their biggest plays in the game, there was often a safety in the box at linebacker. 
you know, they were not doing a good job up front. They had like Devon Godchow on the nose. He had a couple of rough plays, but he said, you know, did Bill want the Titans to run all day? Was he protecting the secondary, shortening the game clock, afraid of, afraid of Tannehill's arm, uh, fooling the Bills in the ground and pound? Um, you know, of course, it's got to be, you got to slip in one of those. Yeah, Bill totally did it on purpose. He's <laughs> trying to rope a dope the Bills. Uh, so, what I think, my guess is the, why they did it. Um, I think they were more worried about the, the Titans play action game than anything else. And if you're going to defend that, number one, you're going you're gonna to have your linebacker play a little bit deeper so that it basically accounts to if you take a couple steps up on a run fake, if you're already deeper, then you're at your normal drop. So I think that's one thing they did. I think having a safety in the box, they have good recovery speed. They can get back uh, if if they're looking for like a tight end or a receiver coming across the middle on play action. So I think to me, I think they they were mo- most worried about Ryan Tannehill. Uh, they weren't worried about him deep. They weren't worried worried about him running the ball all that much, and they weren't wor- worried about their run game. They were more worried about them getting sucked into play action, and so they they tried to prevent that. And so to me, that's the big reason why the run defense was so bad last week and I don't think it has any carryover in any game. The the Bills are a completely unique challenge, especially with Josh Allen. They will come out almost every game they've come out and they will run read option. They will run Josh Allen on keepers. Basically they do that to set up the defense to say make the defense say, all right, well we're gonna have to account for the quarterback in the run game. That means one less person in coverage and then they exploit it in pass coverage. The Patriots are not idiots. They know exactly what's going on. They'll have a plan for to deal with it. And but to me, there is no carryover from the run defense last week to against the Bills. So I would not worry about that. Patriots eight and four. Bills seven and four. Monday night in Buffalo should be a, a very interesting, interesting football game. Everybody enjoy your weekend. Be safe. Be good. Greg and I. We'll be back uh, next week to discuss what actually happened during this football game. Until then, be good.